and welcome to episode number 154 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to learn how to use social media as a tool to grow their business. This show is brought to you by FanBooster, which is the world's most complete social media management tool, and it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link in the show notes. Today's episode is all about social media content, and I want to help you shift your thinking away from the types of content you post on social media towards the goal of those content pieces. This is something that we taught recently inside of the Savvy Social School, and it's a concept that really resonated with our members there. So I wanted to bring it to you here on the podcast. Now, the reason that we want to start thinking about goals and the ultimate goal of the content is that we're starting with the end in mind. And so when we start with the end in mind, we're able to actually create a path to success on social media. We actually have a way to move forward. We know exactly why we're posting and we can look at those posts and really understand if that post is successful or not based on the goal we've assigned it. So as you're going through and creating your content pieces for social media, start thinking about why you're doing that and what the goal is. And in this podcast episode, we're covering three main goals that your social media content can have. The first goal is that you're creating content with the intent of converting someone. So this is conversion content. Essentially, you're asking for something. And typically uh, in the past, I've called this promotional content. You're promoting something, but I find the word promoting still is centered on ourselves and what we're saying about it and not really the intent of the post. The intent of the post is to actually get someone to take action based on the things that we say. And typically in these posts, we're asking for something big. We're asking for something like asking for someone to purchase our products or sign up for our services, but it also can be other big asks as well. If you have a podcast like I do, when you're talking about your podcast, you're asking someone to listen to it. If you have a lead magnet or a free offer, like we have the free course here, um, we're asking someone to sign up for that free offer. If you're promoting a blog post or a YouTube video, same thing, you're asking for someone to do something with the content that you are presenting. So the next time you sit down to write a post that talks about your business, that talks about your free offer or your lead magnet, or ask someone to consume content, remember that you are asking for something. So the words that you use in that post should be geared towards that. This shift can oftentimes be very essential for business owners because instead of talking about things like, buy my product because it does thing A, thing B, and thing C, we're moving away from listing out the things our products and services do and moving towards why it matters to the reader. And ultimately, that's focused on the transformation the reader is seeking. So for instance, instead of listing out thing A, thing B, thing C as a list of benefits of the product, we're focusing in on transformative feelings. So uh, if you want to feel A, if you want to achieve B, if you want your thing to look like C at the end of the road, this is the product and service for you. So when you're thinking about sitting down, writing out your social media posts, make sure that you're focusing in on the actual conversion, the intent of that post, and not so much the fact that you're promoting your service or your offer. 
All right. So the first type of content was that conversion content. And again, let's focus on the goal. The second type of content here is conversation content. So the ultimate goal of this content is to drive conversation. And again, this is moving the conversation away from you. So if you've listened to podcast episodes in the past, I've called this um, engagement content, um, which still works well here, asking a question, that sort of thing. So we're starting a dialogue with the content that we're posting on social media. And this is great for a number of reasons. First of all, we don't want to be shouting at people about our offer. One of the beautiful things about social media is that it can be a dialogue and a conversation. It's not like a billboard or a television ad or radio ad where you see it, but you can't kind of leave your thoughts and comments on it. It's a very different process. So when we're thinking about social media, how do we pull people into the conversation and start a dialogue, not only two-way with them and us, but also a multi-way conversation where our community is actually talking with each other. Now, that's powerful in and of itself, right? People are having conversations around the content that you produce. That's always amazing. But I also want to point out that this is what the algorithms want. You know, those funny little algorithms who are trying to keep us on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter and all the apps for way longer than we should be on them. Um, That algorithm puts a lot of value on conversations, specifically conversations in communities with other community members and not the original poster, okay? So when we start creating this content with the intent of driving dialogue, not only is it powerful to build a community around the content that you're creating, but also feeds the algorithm, gives it what it wants. Now, a few examples of this in action. So when you're thinking about creating conversational content, you can simply ask a question. Asking a question is the best way to start conversation. You can even make it a softball question, an easy question. Um, I like to do polls here. So A, B, C, D, do you prefer spring, winter, fall, summer? Type it in the comments below. You'll get people who go, I love spring, I love fall. And then you'll also get the people who are like, I don't care for any season or it's the same temperature no matter what season where I live. Whatever the case may be, people are commenting and talking, okay? So that's a very simple, basic example of asking a question. But you can also encourage dialogue in other ways. You can start conversations around thought-provoking content. Is there some sort of position that you have in the world that's going to alter the way people think? Is there some sort of statement that you can make that will um, have people thinking? They'll slow down, they'll scroll, they'll read it, they'll consume it, and then they will want to add their thoughts to that conversation. On the other side of that as well, you can also use controversial topics to encourage dialogue. Now, this depends on your brand, okay? So make sure that it's aligned with the brand mission and the statements and the things that you're trying to get from social media. But a lot of my clients, for instance, are advocates in their own spaces. They stand up for the rights of people like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQIA issues, um, any sort of marginalized communities. They're out there with their megaphones spreading the word. However, 
that will stir up controversy. There are a lot of people who don't believe human rights should be a human right and will leave their thoughts on those posts. And so those types of conversations can bring dialogue to your community on both ends of the spectrum in multiple ways. The people who agree with the things that you have to say, they will stand up and cheer along with you. And the people who don't may also leave their thoughts. I know for me personally, my personal brand, I do not go there. I do not have the bandwidth, the emotional capacity to also process other people's emotions. I do that for my clients. We're in their accounts all the time. So on my own accounts, I stay away from it. I have those conversations in person, in real life with people. Um, But if that's you, definitely that could be a way to encourage engagement on your platform. Ultimately, it's your choice. All right. So we talked about conversion content. We talked about conversation content. This third content piece that I want to end with today is one of my favorites, and it is shareworthy content. Shareworthy content. This is the type of content that is so moving that people have to share it. Okay. So this can fall in the realm of educational content. So you're teaching something new. Lately, right now, at the time of recording this, June 2021, what we've seen work really well is statistics or factual statements backed by science and research. If you could share some sort of graph or infographic style post, people love sharing that information. Basically, you've done some of the lift for them in doing the research and providing this data. And they, in turn, are excited to share it with their audience because of that, right? Especially if it looks pretty and it's something that they love to share. Now, the value of this shareworthy content is, again, we're moving away from you being the center of that conversation or your business being the center of the conversation and moving towards what do people actually want to see on social media? What do people actually want to share with their circles of influence? And so we're moving the conversation away from, look at me, buy my stuff, towards here's something interesting that you'll want to share with everyone you know. Now, the other value of this shareworthy style content is that you are multiplying your reach by encouraging people to share it. Okay. So let's say you have a thousand followers. When you post at any given time, maybe 10% of those people will see that post unless the algorithm deems it worthy and more people see it. But generally speaking, about 10% of your audience will see that post. Even if one person shares it to their stories or retweets it, you have multiplied the potential of people seeing it depending on the size of their audience. So even if they only had a thousand people in their audience as well, not only will 10% of your audience see it, 10% of their audience will see it as well. Okay, so you're multiplying your reach. You're also multiplying your authority. So when someone shares your work, It is one of the most powerful ways of having people understand and consume and believe your content and trust you and the things that you're saying. So for example, if I have my favorite restaurant 
and um, they post on social media and say, we're the best restaurant in Fort Erie. That's great. But if I go to my friends and say, this is the best restaurant in Fort Erie, you have to try it. Think about how much more powerful those words are when it comes from a third party who has experienced that offer and is sharing and spreading the good word. They're much more likely to take action because someone else has seen it. Studies have shown that referral and word of mouth marketing is still the strongest form of marketing to date. And so if you can have other people talking about your work, that is the most powerful way you can maximize your growth. The key with shareworthy content, though, is that, again, it has to be centered on the reader. So it can't be you talking about all of the things you like to do. It can't be you saying we are the best. It has to be something that is captivating. And I'll put a link to one of my favorite examples in the show notes. Um, you can always find the show notes on com slash 154 in this instance, or the number of the episode that you're looking for. So onlinedrea.com slash 154 for this show notes. Um, one of my clients, Cara Lowenthal, said this in a podcast. She said, motivation is the fuck boy of emotions. <laughs> and so my team and I like pulled that into a post. We've used it a few times, actually. People love it because her concept behind it is that motivation is nice to say, but it's not practical to rely on when you're trying to make changes in your life. And when you're trying to um, change your thoughts and change the way that you approach the world. And by the way, PS obsessed with Kara and her podcast and the clutch. I, I just love all of it. Anyways, um, I'll put a link to that post just so you can see what it looks like. But posts like these, people go, oh, oh, that's interesting. I love that analogy. I love the way she said that. I want to share it with my circle of influence. That's the type of content that you want to focus on creating when you are looking for content to create on social media. Some other examples of this are what's happening naturally in social media right now. When we look at platforms like Instagram Reels, and TikToks and like, why are people sharing them? Why are these things becoming kind of like part of our culture is to like text someone an Instagram reel or a TikTok that we saw. It's because it resonated with us. It was funny. It was interesting. It was silly. <laughs> All of those things are great reasons to share it with someone. And I can't tell you how many times I saw something like that and went and followed the person because of that thing. Now, when we think about shareworthy content in the context of our larger business, sometimes it's hard as CEOs, business owners, and marketers to draw a line between someone sharing our content and actually dollars and cents in the bank at the end of the day. I know that. I hear that. But ultimately, what we want is more people becoming aware of our brand. And actually, I have a podcast episode on social media sales funnels that talks about this concept in more detail. But ultimately, if you have more people who are aware of your brand, you can move them through the funnel of deciding if they want to work with you. But if not enough people know about you, then there's no people in your funnel. And then if it's broken, you won't ever even know. Or if your business isn't growing, typically the first kind of button or lever to pull is getting more people aware of the things that you do. And so by adding in this shareworthy content, you're ultimately helping people discover you. 
Another great example of this is my former business coach, Tara McMullen. And honestly, you should just go listen to her podcast episode. I'll link to it as well. Um, But she does this on her Instagram. So she creates these carousel posts, almost like a Google presentation or a slideshow that go so in depth into the concepts that she teaches that it is so fun to not only consume them, but to share them. Okay. So she's creating this share worthy content in such a way that people don't feel like they're sharing someone's promotion. You know what I mean? Like they feel like they're sharing valuable, super deep, intelligent content that has a bunch of depth to it. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Definitely go check that out. Um, I think that's such a great example of how shareworthy content can help. And so when you're thinking about shareworthy content in the context of your business, again, I'll emphasize that this is bringing more people aware of you. If you start creating this shareworthy content and you see a lot of people coming in, but you're not seeing benefits further down in your funnel, meaning you're not seeing people sign up for your lead magnets or book a consult call or visit your website, then you need to look at those areas of content and see, okay, maybe I need to add in more conversion content or maybe start more conversations to understand where people are, okay? One of the questions I got when I was teaching this in the Savvy Social School is, Andrea, can we combine these content goals? And the answer in short is yes, but giant asterisk on this. (laughs) When you're creating this content, know that people are scrolling through social media and ultimately they're going to make one choice, right? They're going to choose to do one thing with your content. And we kind of want that one thing to be the goal of the post, Because if you are struggling to see success on social media, ultimately, if you're looking at the post level and you cannot say for sure what you wanted people to do with that post, that could be a problem area. So when you're creating your post, ask yourself, what do you want people to do with this information? Should they go somewhere, visit a website, sign up for a lead magnet, listen to a podcast? Should they leave a comment, like it, send you a DM, or should they share it with their friends? Should they text it to their business bestie? Ask yourself what the ultimate goal of this post is, and that will determine if it's successful or not after it's posted. If you like this episode, you'll definitely love my free course. You can find it at onlinedrea.com slash free. We really take a deep dive into helping you build out a strategy that works for you. And this is a sample of what the Savvy Social School is like. So go on, give it a try. It is free, free 99. You can find it at onlinedrea.com slash free. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.